Schneck Medical Center, leading transformation and advancing health. This is Schneck Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. It can be life-changing when you have a shoulder issue. Simple things like reaching into a cabinet, throwing a ball, or even sleeping can become very painful. Here to tell us more is Dr. Jill Michaels, Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine at Schneck Medical Center. Dr. Michaels, thank you for being on with us. What are the most common shoulder problems that we have? So a lot of things that come in from uh, my office for shoulder pain um, a lot to, have a lot to do with the rotator cuff. The joint itself, such as osteoarthritis, also um, there are other tendons and uh, muscles around the shoulder that can also cause um, a problem uh, with shoulder uh, pain as well. So the shoulders are pretty complicated joints, so there's multiple things to be concerned or worried about. Um, and what I look and what I look for on physical exam and imaging um, to figure out the shoulder problems. You're right about the range of motion. When you th- we take shoulders for granted, at least I do. When you think about what your shoulder can do, up, down, sideways, back, forward, there's a lot of movement in there, and a lot of things can happen. So when is it time to see the doctor? When is it? Uh, what are the symptoms we should be looking out for? That's like an uh oh, I have a problem here. Sure. I mean, obviously, pain's um, one one thing. Um, um, especially if uh, the pain's interfering with the activities of daily living. And um, I think the most common reason that people come to the office is because it's keeping them up at night. Um, so those would, that would definitely be something that someone would want to be seen for, um, especially if there's some weakness along with that pain um, or decreased range of motion. Um, that's probably something that you know we should check out further and make sure there's not a more serious problem. I have a question about this sleeping because I've heard this before. Why is it when you're sleeping you have pain? Your arm isn't moving at all. So why is it that we have pain when we sleep when we have shoulder issues? Sure, good question. I think um, a lot of times um, when we are moving and doing stuff during the day, we're kind of distracted by what we're doing and we don't really pay as much attention to the shoulder, even though it might be hurting at that same time. Uh, so at night when you're sleeping and nothing really else to do but want to sleep, um, I think we just have more focused attention to what you know what ailments are bothering us. And then too, I think just using your joints throughout the day, um, you know they may not be so sore, but once you've done some repetitive motion or just overusing them throughout the day, they do just become more sore and painful by the end of the day. And unfortunately, that's when we're all about to sit down to rest and to go to bed. Right. Got it. So when you talk about overuse, someone comes to see you and you decide that it is overuse or it's obviously there are different degrees of shoulder problems and issues. Uh, How do you diagnose that? And are most shoulder problems able to be rectified with physical therapy before shoulder surgery? Yes. um, I think a lot the majority of the shoulder problems that I see in my office can almost always be considered treated conservatively, or I would at least always like to try conservative treatment first. Um, And therapy is an excellent um, tool um, and uh, to help with shoulder pain. Um, So, and then also I do, for conservative treatment, um, I do quite a few injections for the shoulder. The goal of the injection is to decrease any inflammation around the shoulder. I mean, I I feel like I, uh, I'm very, you know, I've done a lot of, I've done with a lot with shoulder pain and um, through my physical exam alone, I typically can pinpoint exactly what the problem is 
And um, I would say 70% of the time it's going to be treated conservatively. Um, There are, unfortunately, some issues that uh, become chronic and just don't get better with the conservative treatment. And if those things fail, then sometimes surgery is an option. But I'm almost always going to try conservative treatment first. So most of us then, you said we're talking about 70%. Um, you can treat uh, with physical therapy without having to do surgery. Is that where the, the tendons, the muscles are stre- not torn, right? They're stretched. It's when somebody has a, a, a bad tear. Uh, is that when you usually have to do surgery? So like a, a mild tear can heal heal on its own? Am I in the? Am I going in the right direction? I'm just trying to understand what the different levels of complications are or, or when something needs, uh, when someone needs to have surgery and when they don't. Yeah, correct. Um, so rotator cuff tears, we typically um, classify as um, partial tears or I guess even beginning before that, you know, either just inflammation or tendinopathy is what we call it a lot of times. And so that's just where the tendons is really inflamed and irritated, and that definitely is you know going to be conservative treatment with injections and therapy. Then um, you, the next step is typically a partial tear of the rotator cuff tendon, and a partial tear again is going to be more conservative treatment because that actually can heal on its own. It's when we get into the full thickness tears that typically we don't see heal on their own, and um, that is when um, surgery may be necessary. So when you have a, like a, a bad tear, is that usually from a fall or an accident? Uh, you usually don't get a tear in just normal everyday use. Is that right? So usually it's some kind of a traumatic injury that creates a tear, or can that happen just in everyday use? Um, actually, uh, probably more often than not, I see more rotator cuff tears from um, what we call degeneration. So basically, it's usually in a little bit older um, patient population um, with, um, you know, they've been a laborer most of their life or whatever, and it just kind of slowly progresses to a full thickness tear. It doesn't necessarily have to be a traumatic event, but that, you know, definitely um, a traumatic event can cause a tear as well. So um, it's kind of both, I guess. Okay, and when it does come to surgery, can you tell us what happens? What's the process for that? I'm sure there have been advances in shoulder surgeries. Just give us the overview of shoulder surgery and what we need to know. Sure. So I guess uh, there's multiple surgeries for the shoulder. Um, Again, like we were talking about before, there's so many different factors to figure in on shoulder surgery. Um, but probably the most common shoulder surgery that I see is rotator cuff repairs. Um, that typically is done arthroscopically, um, which means just a few little poke holes um, around the shoulder and going in there with a camera and small instruments to repair um, that tendon. Um, and usually that's a same-day surgery, you know, no overnight stay in the hospital or anything like that. Um The more um, severe uh, shoulder ailments like advanced osteoarthritis of the shoulder um, could require a shoulder replacement, and that is going to be a little bit more of a major surgery, Um, and usually I keep patients just overnight um, in the hospital. Um, And recovery, I would say, for almost any shoulder surgery is six months to a year. However, I know that scares a lot of people, but actually, I mean, we're doing stuff and there are definitely improvements along the way, 
but um, it just can take um, a while to fully recover, to get back to normal, um, just absolute, completely normal and 100% you know, satisfaction, basically, on the shoulder. For the same day shoulder surgery, if you will, the one where you said you do the two small holes and usually the person go home, uh, will go home that day, what is the recovery time for that like? And, and I, I've seen people with the slings on. How, how long do they usually have to wear those? And, and when does real normal function then return? Unfortunate thing is, well, a lot, of, a lot of people come into my office like, well, my friend was, you know, good to go in four weeks or whatever. And again, even though it's just a few little poke holes around the shoulder, that doesn't necessarily mean you know exactly what happened inside the shoulder. So, for instance, if someone has a chronic ailment and they just have, we just remove kind of debride the rotator cuff. Um, we don't actually have to repair it. That recovery is pretty quick and usually in the sling for a couple of weeks and, you know, starting physical therapy after that and we get you moving pretty quickly. If you have a full rotator cuff tear, that needs time to heal. That needs three months for that tendon to heal down to the bone. So you're in the sling um, anywhere from four to six weeks, depending on how large your tear was. And then, um, and we're doing therapy starting from um, two weeks after surgery. But um, again, depending on how large the tear was, kind of depends on how aggressive the therapy is and how long we keep you in the sling. So that sounds like good news for the cleanup or debridement, as you call it. That's, uh, you know, that that seems like it, it's minimally invasive and you get that person back on track fairly quickly, which is uh, excellent news. And that also makes me think then the sooner you feel you have problems, the quicker you should get in to see the doctor before it gets worse. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, we can get your shoulder pain before it really gets inflamed, you know, may we, the likelihood of it getting healed with conservative treatment is, you know, would be very good and we can get you on the road to recovery pretty quickly. The full rotator thickness, rotator cuff tear, and it's going to need surgery. Obviously the sooner we can get to that, the better chances of it healing. Dr. Michaels, this is also very interesting. I appreciate your time today. Why should someone choose Schneck Medical Center for their orthopedics and sports medicine needs? Well, we have three um, excellent surgeons here at Schneck Medical Center um, for orthopedic care. Two of us are fellowship trained in sports medicine, um, which uh, gives us some expertise, especially in shoulder um, injuries um, with rotator cuff tears. and other ailments of the shoulder. And, um, you know, we've done an excellent job as far as keeping our infection rates to almost nothing. And um, we're obviously here in the communities where these people live. Um, So I think that's always um, important for follow-up care. We just take a lot of pride in what we do, and we want to see the people in our community where we live um, do well and live pain-free and normal lives. That sounds great. Dr. Michaels, thank you so much again. For more information, visit schneckmed.org. That's schneckmed.org. This is Schneck Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.